Hey everyone, welcome back to the Tri Podcast. I am so excited for today because our favorite couple is here joining us for the marriage series. I have our friends Aaron and Cassia Vogel here, and I literally could not think of anywhere better for you to be today than tuned into what God would have to say to you through these two. So just to give you all a little bit of context, you heard from Cassia earlier this season in the Women of God series when we sat down and we chatted about her God encounter. And if y'all have not listened to that episode yet, it's season two, episode eight. Go back and listen because it really lays a foundation for the beginning of their story and the way that God was working long before he brought the two of them together. So let me introduce you to our couple. Cassia and Aaron have been married for almost six years. My husband and I were honored to attend their wedding, and I knew from the very beginning that it was just going to be something special with them. These are the friends that we've been doing really close and intimate life with for six years, so much so that the line between friends and family is blurred because we are walking so closely alongside each other. We are an aunt and an uncle to their kids, and so are they for our boys. We vacation, we do Bible study, we do church, we watch football, we do date nights, we celebrate the holidays. (laughs) Y'all get the point. We literally do everything together. They are a part of the family, and they're a part of the family that God has chosen for us, and we're so grateful. So without further ado, Cassia, welcome back to the show. And Aaron, welcome to the Tribe Podcast. I am so excited y'all are here. Thanks for having me and Aaron having me back. We're so excited. Yes, thank you. Okay, so today we are talking about the marriage covenant and God's design for marriage. So Aaron and Cassia, how would y'all describe the way that God created marriage and what does that look like for you? Well, let's take it back to the beginning where God said, um, he created a man, and then he said, well, that's not good enough, so he wanted to create a woman for the man to have. And so the way he did that was he literally created the woman out of Adam's own flesh, his bone. So that's where in Genesis uh, 2.18, it says, The Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. And then if we go to Genesis 2.24, that is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife, and they become one flesh. So, in context, Cassie and I, coming together as one flesh, is a God-sealed covenant. When we entered into a marriage, we said our vows, and we became one with God in the middle. And it's a commitment. Yeah, that's good. I think a big thing, too, is that um, our job is not to fix or complete one another we're first complete in christ Mm -hmm. um we don't complete each other so we are complete in our marriage but we have to be first complete in christ Um, we are one flesh in marriage but i think that's a a big thing um we are supposed to complement each other in our marriage not complete each other um another big thing is I feel like there's such a misconception about like happiness that can be kind of like a um, toxic word almost in marriage. Like God does not call us to be happy, like happy wife, happy life and all that. That there's, that's not in the Bible. Yeah. God calls us to be holy. God calls us to honor our husband. um, And ultimately we're honoring God through our marriage. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's not about being happy. 
Um, so that was, that was what I wanted to add. That's good. I love that. I don't know if y'all caught this, but their description is how God would define marriage. It's not how the world would. And honestly, we can run into a lot of trouble when we start defining things that God never asked us to define. Mm -hmm. We literally have God's word breathed out for us on paper in the form of Bible. Like we have the template, we have the answers, we know the end of the story. But sometimes in our fleshly nature, we just want to take the reins and define things the way that makes life easier for us. And y'all, that's not a place that God's calling us to be. Mm. Okay, so digging a little further into the idea of having a marriage that glorifies God, I want y'all to talk about the concept of submission. And before you answer, I just want to add a little disclaimer here. When we talk about submission. We are not condoning the idea of abuse or being a doormat. Those are worldly views of submission. We are talking about biblical submission, the way that God created it to be. And for those of you that don't know, there's a hierarchy of how God designed our marriages. And when we put things in their rightful place and we follow the loving guidelines that God has set for us, the word submission has a clearer meaning. So Vogels, talk about submission. Take it away. Yeah, so following along your disclaimer, wholeheartedly agree there. Um, As a Christian, as a believer, first we have to see what God says about biblical submission and not let the world define it for us. Mm -hmm. Um, For so long, that was my belief that it was about um, a husband controlling a wife and the wife not having a voice. And it's actually the exact opposite. My voice still matters. My input matters. But ultimately, because my husband is submitted to Christ and I'm submitted to him, he has the final say. Yes. So he is making the decisions at the end of the day. But that's because I know in his heart and I trust that he's going to make the best decisions for our family. Mm. I know that he's seeking wisdom and counsel from God first. He's not just, um, you know, making unhealthy, sinful choices for our family, for our children. Um, In Ephesians 5.22, it says, Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't say submit to the Lord and then submit. I'm sorry. It doesn't say submit to the Lord as you submit to your husband. First, we have to be submitted to God Mm -hmm. before we can even submit to our husbands. Um, and my own flesh, something that I struggle with is a need or a desire to control. So this has always been a touchy thing for me, but, um, until I realized, okay, but God is calling me to let go of that control. I don't need to have control. It actually takes more effort to try to control something than it does to just let go. Like Mm -hmm. there's so much freedom and peace on the other side of letting go and letting my husband lead because that's what he's called to do. Mm. Yeah, as my as my wife just said, you know, for the husband, me submitting to God first and then loving my wife as Christ loved the church. Mm. And just giving myself up for her is is key. Um and by doing so, by trusting God and his plans, it makes it a little bit more easier. Mm-hmm. Now it's not like like don't make me think or don't let me like confuse you to think that like it's like real easy but like because there's there's times where it's a challenge, right? But I know if I'm doing the right things that God calls me to do, mm. 
then my, me being a decision maker, being a leader for my wife, for my, my family, and my, our kids, then mm-hmm. uh, the decisions are, are going to come easier. Yeah. And, um, and just the other side of that, too, is if I look at it, it's an honor to be the husband and the fa- and father, mm, yeah, to fulfill God's word. Um, like sometimes I would get that twisted because I'd be like nervous or scared, and I'm like, "Oh, this is hard, right? It's hard to be a husband. It's hard to be a leader, especially when growing up I wasn't known as like a leader in the worldly view. Mm-hmm. But then God's called me." to be a leader mm. that I am I'm, I'm the husband I'm the head of the house mm. and not to like puff the shoulders but that's why I say it's 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 an honor mm. to do so and, and in the end it's glorify glorifying Christ mm. and and that's it's a huge deal mm. so I take I take pride in that because um you know it's it's big because I want not just for my wife but for my kids to see that mm. yeah so good it's like when we're at church and we're sitting in the front row and like every time the pastor's <laughs> preaching and Cassie and I at the same time, we're like, mm-hmm, yep. amen. amen. <laughs> to the yes. point where people that sit behind us are like, are y'all sisters? Or like, did you plan that? And we're like, oh no, we're just like that in tune with like, you know, yep. each other and where God has called us to be. That's how I felt when we were just listening to Aaron. Yes. I could listen to Aaron talk all day. Every time he talks in Bible study, I'm like, yeah, bro. Okay, let's go. What you yeah. got? <laughs> yep. If you know Aaron, he's a man of few words, but it's like when he speaks, it's usually impactful yes. or, or hilarious. One of the two. <laughs> but it's always powerful. And I just love this so much. Just the way that they described submission and what scripture says about it. I don't know that you can even fully grasp the concept just in a few minutes of us speaking on it. But I would encourage you to dig into the word and see what it says for yourself and yes. would yeah. even challenge you to, you know, try a different way of thinking and see if, you know, the Lord blesses you in that in that biblical, you know, transformation process of just yeah. you deciding that, you know, you want to try something different and you want to do it the way that God designed it. So, okay, I am going to read a verse from scripture and then Cassia and Aaron, I want you guys to tell our listeners what this verse means to you. And it's in Romans, it's uh, 12 verse 10, and it says, be devoted to one another in brotherly love, honor one another about yourselves. So Vogels, can you talk a little bit? more about that yeah so this verse is a humbling verse um for me as a husband um because i have to look at this and yeah and tell myself that it has nothing to do with me and that i need to put my wife above me mm. above our kids um, above everything right and um and by doing so, I do that by um, honoring my wife with my words and my actions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's by being, you know, intimate, uh, giving her my full attention, prioritizing her. Uh, and, and that could be hard um, in the midst of, you know, chaos, chaos at home uh, with the kids, with just daily life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just the busyness of every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, just finding that time and it may look different each and every day, right? It might be even 10 minutes or an hour or so. Um, but if I'm just truly pursuing her 
like I'm pursuing Christ, um, then I am honoring her. And uh, another way, too, is by just not having a lustful eye either, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Because in this world, um, they want to tell you differently. Um, There's so much things out there that can be a distraction to you, right? Um, And they can say, it's okay, why... Why can't you do this? Or why can't you do that? You're not, that's not, that's not going to hurt your wife or this or that. But in God's eyes, it's, it's sin, right? So, yeah. and that's, and that's something, you know, obviously before my Christian life as a man, it was a struggle. Mm-hmm. And, but now being a Christian and being in God's word, uh, I got to prioritize things and make sure that I'm doing everything that I can to put my wife first and honor her. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, the whole um, lustful eye, the Bible speaks about that. Um, I think a big thing for us is like, also obviously for myself, I only have eyes for him, right? I'm not um, meeting, we have um, boundaries, right? So I'm not going to flirt with another man. I am not going to be with another man one-on-one, um, those are obviously ways that I'm honoring my husband, but mm-hmm. even as far as like joking about the opposite sex, I think there mm-hmm. is a lot of <clears throat> that in the world. And even in the church, you hear people say about like, Oh, well, who's your celebrity crush or who's your, you know, this. And it's like, that's, I don't even want that mm-hmm. conversation to ever enter our marriage. Yeah. Right. So we're yeah. not even speaking about, you know, celebrity whatever it is it doesn't matter um i just think that's super harmful and you're allowing the enemy to get in there Mm -hmm. um another way that i would say that i'm devoted to aaron and honoring him is that um i assume the best in him um i never speak negatively about him this is a huge thing whether he is in the room whether i'm with a friend now there's there's a different there's a difference in sharing a story with a trusted friend and speaking negatively about your husband. There, mm-hmm. there are differences, um, especially around our children. That's a huge way that I honor him and um, just being committed to the work, right? That marriage takes with Christ at the center. Um, it's a narrow path. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And if I could add one thing to that, you know, God gifted me and blessed me and giving me Cassia, like, it's, so, like, that's just an honor in itself, if I'm honoring her, I'm honoring God, because that was his plan, Mm -hmm. and I just, uh, another way is, like, I just want to, like, put her, like, on a pedestal, right, because I want to let her know that she is mine, and that God gave me her for a reason, and that I want to spend the rest of my life with her, and and she is just beyond amazing, and she's beautiful. And come listen, on now, and, and, <laughs> and this and that. But really, though, like when I, when I take a deep when I take a deeper dive, you know, this is what God intended mm. in our marriage. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that was good. Come on yeah. and preach now, Aaron. <laughs> Tell us more. <laughs> I'm loving this. Uh, <laughs> 
Okay, so many years ago, we did a couple study called Love and Respect, mm-hmm. and that book laid a foundation very early on for our marriages. I would say for both of us, for y'all and for Nick and me. In fact, I would even say that it's one of the studies that we did together that equipped us with many of the tools that we needed to have healthy, God-honoring marriages, and then we've carried those tools, you know, into mm-hmm. today and all these years of being together. So tell our listeners what that book meant to y'all and then what other books and resources have played a role in laying a healthy foundation for your marriage. Yeah. So kind of like, um, the biblical submission, God was just kind of like opening my eyes to, um, what he says about marriage. And this is just another way of that. Um, I remember doing the love and respect study and I had heard that a man's greatest need is respect. Mm. Um, that was actually super convicting in me. Um, because going back to my tendency to want to control, um, that also leads to nitpicking or um, correcting Aaron or nagging him. And those are all qualities that I hated seeing in myself. Um, so I felt like once I heard that and I knew that God, um, allowed us to do this study for a purpose, I felt like I had a responsibility to do better, to be better. Um, so there's several verses in the Bible that speak about, um, our tongue and the words we say and how we speak, um, two of them being, which I've been meditating on for a while. Um, the first one is James one nineteen. my dear brothers and sisters take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to become angry. Mm-hmm. And then in Proverbs 13 verse three, those who guard their lips, preserve their lives, but those who speak rashly will come to ruin. Mm-hmm. So when I really examine those verses and examine my own heart, um, Again, it's just an area that I need to work on. Um, I know that God is calling me to a deeper place um, in myself, but ultimately in my marriage. Um, My words have the power to either tear him down or build him up. Mm -hmm. Um, One of his love languages is words of affirmation. So that is even more important. Um, If your spouse is words of affirmation, you have to be even more careful with your words because he really um, thrives when I'm telling him, you know, like you're a wonderful husband, you're a wonderful father. Thank you so much for doing this. Um, you're such a hard worker, you know, fill in the blank. Um, and really what it boils down to for me is like, when I get to heaven, Jesus isn't going to ask me how Aaron loved me. Mm -hmm. Jesus isn't going to say, well, you know, what did Aaron do on this day? Or how did he do with this? He's only going to ask me about my choices, my actions. Mm -hmm. What did I do? So I have to take um, responsibility for myself and the enemy wants us to focus on the other spouse, right? He wants us to keep track of the wrongdoings so that we're not being respectful. Mm. We're not being loving, you know? And I think a big thing that I learned is that, um, always be willing to just be the bigger person in your marriage. Just go first, make the first move, be the first one to say, sorry, it doesn't matter if you don't feel like it. It doesn't matter. Um, you know, in the moment, we have to actually make the choice to do it, regardless of the circumstances, regardless of how we're feeling in the moment. Um, and another thing is two years ago when, um, our church did the marriage conference, I feel like Mm -hmm. that was also just like, 
right on time for our marriage. And we just learned so much, so much biblical wisdom, you know, that we're still looking back at our notes from that two years ago and saying like, wow, okay, these are things that we can apply every day. Yeah. Mm. Was that with Jim Cress? Yep. Yeah. It was yep. powerful. So powerful. Like a little over two years ago yep. now. Yeah. It's well, amazing. Yep. So loving Cassia, um, like we all know, we all want love, right? But loving my wife through the way that she wants to be loved, mm. um, is what I'm chasing after. Um, I ch- choosing to love when I feel disrespected, um, that's like part of me trying to, uh, you know, getting on her level, getting on her playing field and seeing like through her lens. Right. And that's part of what the love and respect book talked about mm-hmm. the pink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the glasses. Blue. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Maybe the blue seeing yeah. through her lens and then kind of asking myself, okay, humbling myself, right. Getting away from, from, why I'm feeling this way and why I'm not getting this and that. And then asking myself, okay, why is she feeling this way? And then trying to, to, to fill those needs and to see what she's wanting. Mm -hmm. Um, it's been a huge, huge, you know, like a hill because, you know, it was hard. You know, we didn't, I didn't understand that really truly Mm -hmm. when we first got married. Yeah. I thought it was just like, you know, it's just love, love the way I want to love, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But no, um, I need to get to know her more, right? As part of the whole pursuing mm. her daily, mm-hmm. um, understanding her feelings, understanding her needs, her wants, and then and then trying my best to, to tackle those things. That's mm-hmm. uh, my, you know, my viewpoint of, of, of loving her. Um, yeah. That's good. That's really good. I mean, the idea of a woman needing to feel loved and then the husband craving respect, that's an instrumental tool in the Mm. tool belt. Like, oh yeah, we talk about it all the time in my house. Like Mm -hmm. I tell Nick, I respect him and the boys Mm -hmm. hear that. And I know you guys are good about it, you know, and just making sure they see that because Mm -hmm. I had wonderful parents growing up, but I, I wasn't necessarily sitting, you know, in the family room hearing my mom say like, I respect you or, you know, that sort of thing. I think it was just a different time period. I don't think it's anybody's fault. I just think that that it's a generational thing. Right. And we are choosing to basically do better and be better. Um, but I've always respected my husband and in the last 15 years that we've been together, like my respect has flourished. Like I watch him lead within the church and I know Cassia feels this way about Aaron. Like we watch these men lead. We Mm. watch the way that they are at work. And Mm. then we also have the opportunity to watch the quiet moments where they're drawing close to the Lord and solitude. And Mm. we just get to experience that. Like for me, I get to experience the way that Nick serves and loves his family. And Mm. I know it's the same for Aaron and Cassia and, Here's the thing, though, like without reading the love and respect book and like without mm-hmm. doing life together, like with each other, being in the same tribe, all of that kind of stuff. Like yeah. you don't even realize that that is how like God has made men like it's yes. literally a part of their DNA. Yeah. And because it's how they God created them, like for us, it's just something we have to 
address and we have to make sure we're filling their tanks. And the same thing goes for the husband's loving. Like love really isn't a feeling. It's a choice. Like, yes, you feel love, but every day you're choosing to wake up and love your spouse. And I just think it's powerful. We have a million resources and I'll include them uh, when this episode goes live, just the books and the tools and the resources. Um, I mean, it just is so powerful the way that God puts the right books in your hand at the right time or the marriage conference or whatever it is. I think that's really powerful. And if you haven't read it, we would all highly recommend love and respect. So, um, Cassie and Aaron, talk about the impact of having a tribe to do life with and just what it's meant to you guys and to your marriage and your family. So we jump to a popular verse here in Proverbs 17, 7. Mm. Iron sharpens iron, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. If I hit on that for a second, like God calls us not to be alone, right? Mm-hmm. For the most part, like that's why the marriage is important to him. No, he doesn't call everybody to be married, but he does call everybody to not do life alone. Mm-hmm. So as marriage, um, it's important to have people that you're doing life with. Mm-hmm. And the way I look at it is, is it's a unit of brothers and sisters in Christ coming together and choosing to do life together. Mm-hmm. It's like family. Being there for each other in the thick and thin, supporting and loving. Mm. Yep. And the impact is, is sometimes like, it's unfathomable sometimes because Mm. it's just, it's affected our marriage so much. And I know Cassie would say the same, like we're just, we're blessed for our tribe, for our people. Mm -hmm. Because we're all you know, in different stages of life, but we're all married and everybody has kids. So it's, it's just comfortable, right? Um, we can lift each other up. Mm-hmm. Um, so having couples who have been there and done that yeah. and they can help and encourage us when we are in the midst of a battle is a game changer. Mm-hmm. I don't know what our marriage would, would look like without our tribe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So true. I think it's definitely like one of, God's greatest blessings for us um like Brett said in the beginning um I touched on this in the God encounter episode but when we came together we were kind of both starting over as far as like the people in our lives so Mm. I think that was God's way of like protecting us and also telling us like I have something great planned for you in that sense um like Aaron said we're not meant to do life alone so Um, it's not something that we take for granted. We're, um, obviously we have, um, areas that we can grow in, of course, right. To like keep being better, um, friends, right. And that all starts with our relationship with Christ, but it has been such a blessing in our lives. Um, and I know that that's just something that God intended for us. Um, Mm -hmm. the way I see it is just like doing life arm in arm with other couples Mm. who are honoring God, right? Mm. Our values are the same, the way we raise our kids the same, you know, um, at the heart of it, we believe in the same things. Um, another thing I will say is just like having that discernment too. Mm. um, no, we're not meant to be alone, but we're also not meant to share our low 
seasons with everyone in marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, You have to protect your spouse. So if, you know, Aaron maybe hurt me in a certain way or I hurt him in a certain way, we wouldn't go tell 30 people about it because we would know that, unfortunately, some of those people would weaponize it against our spouse and use it against them and then look at them differently. So you really have to have biblical discernment and first, obviously, pray about it, but... Um, on who you can share those hard, hard seasons um, of your marriage with and know that they're not going to judge that spouse, right? Like the next time you see each other, it's not going to be weird. It's still going to be loving and it's still going to be your family, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's super important. Um, And just knowing that those people are going to pray for you. Mm. Having Mm -hmm. friends who will pray for you it doesn't matter what season you're in. If you haven't been in a low season in your marriage, I promise it's going to come. So um, have those people and start building the tribe now because when those seasons come, it can be really isolating. You're going to need, you know, a trusted friend to lean on and, and to share things with so that they can be praying for your marriage and not let the enemy get in there and cause um, more divisiveness, you know? So true. That's a shout out to, you know, to (laughs) Nick and Brittany. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> really like um god has as put us in 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 past right yeah like for a reason yeah it's not um, a coincidence you know we i can pick up that phone and call nick in an instant because i know he's gonna have answer i know he's gonna have wisdom i know he's going to pick me up mm-hmm. i know he's gonna encourage me or mm-hmm. I, I know he's gonna want to go play around the golf so <laughs> It's just, it's, it's lovely. It's, it really is lovely. And, and you got to have people. Yep. You really do. Yep. God, God explains that in the Bible. Mm-hmm. It's yep. very important. Yep. It's so true. So true. And I, I just, it makes me really sad. It, not just because I'm the leader of this ministry, right? That's all about community, but it's like, it hurts my heart to think about people that I know, right? Or yep. people in our family or people that, you know, we see and talk to at church to think that you wouldn't be able to pick up the phone. Like you don't have anybody to call, right? Yep. Whether yep. you're on the mountaintop and you're celebrating right. and it's the best day of your life right. or you're deep down in the valley and you just like desperately want to crawl and claw your way out oh, yeah. of it, yep. but you don't have anybody to help you right and so i mean it's that whole concept of having that other person or those people that tribe to pick you up and Mm -hmm. i mean it is heartbreaking to me i know people that have no one you know and they they just don't want anyone right there's only so much you can do but in our lowest seasons and men, we've had many of those since we've been friends with the two of you. Mm-hmm. I cannot imagine not being able to pick up the phone mm. and call. Like that's, yep. like Cassia said, it's just not something we take for granted. Right. Yes. It's something we talk about. It's something we're grateful for. We've got a date night planned for next weekend, right? Like yep. we prioritize yes. our marriages and we prioritize our friendship. And yes. then our kids see that. So, you know, what's actually happening is we are laying that foundation for our children, right? Yes. They're yes. growing up seeing what boundaries look yes. like. Yep. And what healthy biblical relationships look like. And yep. we don't even realize we're doing that now. You know, it's yep. just, it's happening. Those yep. seeds are being planted. And I just think right. there's a lot of power in that. Yep. It's a group of like-minded friends willing to walk in the trenches and on the mountaintops with their people. Y'all, it is community. And it's seeking the highest good of the friends that we do life with and then running towards heaven together. Okay. Okay. 
Cassia and Aaron, what advice would you give our listeners about marriage? And honestly, advice might not even be the right word, but what words of encouragement would you pass on to someone who's listening? And it could be someone in any season, right? They, mm-hmm. You could be single, dating, engaged, yep. newlyweds, married for over 20 years. But what do y'all feel like God has taught you over the years of being together? Yeah, like Britt just said, I want to add to that. I hope... Um, if you're listening and you're single or you're engaged or you're newly married, I hope you don't think that this uh, episode is not for you. Um, Mm -hmm. One of the best things that we did for ourselves leading up to our marriage was we surrounded ourselves with other um, biblical marriages because we looked up to them, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Pastor Ken said it before that you should have people that you're walking alongside Mm -hmm. people you kind of look up to and, people behind you, right. That you can reach back for, Mm. um, that you're pouring into. That's what God has called us to do. Um, so this message really is for everyone. Um, a huge, huge thing for us, um, that we have said since day one and we will forever say is we will never use the word divorce. And I know Brittany talked about this, um, I think in season one of tribe, but it's, a huge deal to us. Um, I think when you just say that word out loud, you're immediately giving the enemy a seat at your table. And when I think about that, it actually like infuriates me and terrifies me because I don't want the enemy anywhere near our home, anywhere near our marriage. So, um, be really careful on the words you speak because they do have power. Mm -hmm. Um, and remember that you guys are not husband and wife. It's not, me against you. It's us against the enemy. It's not, you know, we're not fighting against each other. We Mm. are fighting as a team against the enemy. And I think so many times when we have like little arguments or things that pop up, it can feel like, well, I'm over here on one side and you're over here on one side. That's not how God intended it to be. That's the enemy. Again, his biggest tactic is if he can divide marriages, he can ruin Mm. families. Right. And so, um, I come from a broken um, marriage and my parents um, and myself. So, like, I see where God um, and the enemy can use that, right? So, I think that's really, really important um, to remember. Another thing is don't just assume that the person that you're with today is the same person that you married, you know, 10, 20 years ago. I think it's really important to recognize that we're constantly changing. We should be right. Essentially dying to ourselves. Right. But we're growing, um, in Christ, which means we're changing the things we do change, the things we like change, um, fill in the blank. So be curious about your spouse. Don't Mm. just assume Mm. that you know everything about them, right? Like ask questions, have fun together. I think that's so important. God wants your marriage to be fun. Um, I think so many times you think like Christian marriage is just like boring and you guys are just like, we have so much fun together. Our house is filled with so much goofiness and laughter. Like even if you don't know us, you probably can see it because we're just so comfortable and we just have fun together. Um, my last thing is to, just be vulnerable. Mm. Like mm. speaking from so much experience and coming from my past and having so much baggage, it was so hard for me to let my wall down and let Aaron in and just like trust him that he actually wants what's best for me. But mm. 
it is so worth it. It is the best thing um, that I've done in our marriage is to just let my wall down, let my guard down and trust him. Um, that intimacy, that vulnerability, um, mm-hmm. you can't have that with your walls up. So that's sorry, so honey. I've talked a lot. <laughs> it was um, good. Yes, that was great. <laughs> Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. Mark mm-hmm. 10, 9. Mm-hmm. It's important to recognize and realize what the enemy is trying to do. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big thing in marriage. Yeah. Because I tell you, once you become one, mm-hmm. the attacks come. That's it. And, and, and we should know that as Christians, right? Because that's what the word tells us. That the enemy is never going to stop. Mm-hmm. Just because we're married, he's gonna come, I think he comes harder. Mm-hmm. Um, because he, has, he, he doesn't want us to be together. He, he wants to, 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 uh, to conquer and divide. Yep. Mm. And I re- realized that when we are in the midst of a battle, you know, in the midst of a storm, you know, where things can get choppy, you know, and, and now, you know, you got things going through your head and this and that. And, you know, the enemy's really coming in because that's his time, right? Mm. He loves storms. And he's whispering these whispers in your hair, in your um, ear, that if you can have that discernment mm-hmm. of knowing whose voice is whose, yeah, mm. it plays such a major role mm-hmm. in your marriage. Like, to recognize and realize, and then to instantly, if it's the enemy, you know it. To turn and run, mm-hmm. and go to Jesus, because mm-hmm. he's 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 all we need, and to realize that he's the one that put us together in the first place, mm. and there's that that there's nothing that can separate. Yeah, y'all, we're gonna go through storms. We've been through a lot already. Yeah, and there's more to come. Mm-hmm. Yep, and and that's it's 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 huge to just to be patient to have the endurance mm-hmm. yep. to go through this with, with with your spouse with your wife yeah to just be strong to be bold and be intentional yeah. mm-hmm. you know we got to keep our eyes on jesus we individually and together yeah we got to be all eyes on jesus yep mm. running the race you know like we're in this for the long haul right yeah it goes back to the beginning the marriage covenant like when we entered into this we knew right away like this is it for us you know um like you said the patience and the endurance this is an ongoing forever journey for us and like you said we know the storms are going to come but honestly i i kind of like look forward to them Mm -hmm. in a way you know what because i know my faith's gonna grow Mm -hmm. i know we're gonna just continue to defeat the enemy right and we're gonna come out the other side praising god even harder and and pointing back to him and say what the enemy meant for evil god turned it for good Mm -hmm. you know we're not gonna let the enemy have any place in our marriage and i think there's just so much power in that um something i heard recently and unfortunately i don't remember i listened to so many podcasts and things but (laughs) was that the enemy doesn't know our internal thoughts yeah right so 
only God knows us that intimately and knows what's in our minds. So we have to be extremely careful on what we say, what we speak, what we allow to enter our home. Mm -hmm. You know, when you say those negative things to your spouse, about your spouse, about your marriage in the midst of a fight, of course the enemy is going to use that, you know. Mm-hmm. And then that's when those seeds of doubt and the seeds, you know, start getting planted because you're allowing those thoughts to kind of enter in. So we have a lot of um, control over that. Yeah. We don't have control in life. God's mm-hmm. in control, but we do have control of our, our tongues and, and what we allow to come out of our mouth. So that's Proce- so true. Process and then forgive quickly. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that's a key recipe too when you're in the middle of a storm. Yeah. Sometimes every every whatever that is can look different sometimes, right? But in that processing moment, that's the moment of of the recognizing and realizing what's going on. Okay, mm-hmm. I need to shut this down. I need to run to God. Okay, now it's time to yeah to reconcile with mm-hmm. my wife. Yeah, now I need to repent and I need to seek yeah. forgiveness for my spouse. Yep. Yeah. I think that's super, super important for our kids to see too, like, um, the other side of it, you know, like they need to see that forgiveness side of it too. Yes. Yeah. I think apologizing is key, right? Mm -hmm. It's key for a marriage, right? But it's also really important for our kids to see. I, I, we, I know you guys do too. Apologize to our kids all the time. Yeah. You know, we just humble ourselves and if we said something or we reacted or whatever it is. But I I see it in your kids for sure, and it, sometimes it's harder to see in your own kids. I'm sure yeah. the boys are like this too, mm-hmm. but it's one of those things where, like, they're quick to forgive, yep. and they're quick to apologize, and, like, yep. what does Pastor can always say? Far more is caught than, mm-hmm. than taught. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I always it's mess not, it up in my head. It, you yeah. know, it's not do as I say. Mm-hmm. You can say anything. But they're going to model what they see. Yeah. Mm. And also, like, remembering that we're imperfect, right? So when you said, like, we're constantly apologizing to our kids, absolutely. Yeah. And I feel like I could do a much better job of apologizing to Aaron more, right? And that just goes, Mm. again, just another area where I need to grow in. But, like, I married a sinner. I'm a sinner. He's a sinner. I am not above him. Like, I am not better than him in any way right so recognizing that and extending the same grace that jesus so freely gave to me and gives to me every single day who am i to hold on to that and not extend that to him so true yeah yeah and to take it a level further right these people like us and you know the other people in our tribe yeah, we're all sinners. <laughs> so, you right. know what I mean? Like, yeah. it just, we're all in this together and yeah. we're learning. Yeah. But when the conflict or the hard time comes and we're in the valley, our arms are locked, like you said. Yeah. And then we come out better and stronger and God is being glorified and our faith has grown. And it's one of those things where it's just like, I can't imagine any other way. Yeah. yeah. We've just been doing that for so long that it's mm-hmm. like, well, this is just who we are, yeah. you know? And mm-hmm. yep. we have learned and God has made it abundantly clear over the years yep. that we're not the cup of tea for everyone. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. We're kind of like chai tea. We're a little spicy. <laughs> 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 On fire for Jesus. Uh, yes. You know, that's not for everyone. That. But we have our people. And those people have, at least the four of us, have been really solid for a long time. And I, our kids know that, right? It's like, we were putting up the Christmas tree and Cam was like, when are the Vogels coming over? (laughs) You know? And it's like, yeah, because that's just what we do. And we've cultivated that environment. But don't miss this, you guys. Like, this doesn't just happen. 
No. It's intentional and it takes effort and vulnerability mm-hmm. and humbling ourselves yes. and even apologizing in our friendships and, yeah. you know, being able to receive like, I don't want to say criticism, but basically biblical, being able to, yeah, yeah, correction, right? yeah, biblical correction would be a better way to yeah. say that. You but know? like you, not everybody has that place in your life. So, so true. like when you're walking so closely, like I literally imagine us like, our tribe, like, walking arm in arm with, like, the armor of God. Like, we're, like, knights in, like, yes. these metal, like, mm-hmm. suits of armor. And that yeah. sounds so silly, but I think we're just, like, like I said, I kind of almost want the, obviously, I don't want bad things to happen in our marriages. I don't mean it like that. But, like, little hiccups, you know, yeah. because I'm, like, I'm ready. Like, I got my right. armor of God on. And right. each thing that God, like, calls me to do and grow in a certain area, I'm, like, I'm just getting more armor, you know, and I'm ready for this battle. And, um, it's just, again, going back to that discernment that, um, you have to really, like Britt just said, you have to be super intentional and vulnerable and just deciding also that like, you're not going to let the enemy have a seat in your friendships, in your tribe, because Mm -hmm. again, that that's his number one plan is just to divide whether that's families friendships he does not want people sitting around talking about jesus he hates what brit's doing he hates ministries that glorify god he hates anything where people are gathered and glorifying christ and praising his name so um, all the more reason why we have to um do it right and we view our friendships as a ministry. It's yeah. a way to point back to God and Amen. say, thank you so much for giving me these people that you've literally entrusted to me. Like, you know, God gives you your children. God gives you your spouse. God picks your friendships. And like Britt said, not everybody is meant to walk with you forever. We've had friends that have come and gone and mm-hmm. they were meant to be with us for a season. Yeah. Um, and then you have other friends that you know, like they're going to just be there forever. Like yep. we're going to be like living in some retirement center <laughs> together. I mean, I'm joking, but like actually yes. I'm not, you know, so just something to look forward yes. to. That's so true. I mean, there's even the possibility of like, they have two daughters. We have three sons. Like, are we arranging marriages or like how deep, like are we going to yes. go? You know, I love all of this. And y'all, this is why we do life with these friends. Like, yes. Cassia said, God has made it abundantly clear that this is exactly where he wants us to be. And just to build a little further off of what she was saying when she was talking about marriage, I wholeheartedly agree that marriage should be fun. It should be an adventure. And I was thinking as we were talking, and especially with our date night coming up, like how many times have we laughed so hard we cried at dinner? (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, we just get on a roll, and we can't get ourselves off of it, you know? It's the silent laughter. Yes. Tears rolling, slapping the knee. Cheeks hurting. That's right. That's it. You leave and you're like, that was the best time. And then also with what Aaron said, like, we have to keep the voice of God louder than the voice of the world. Mm. You know, we have to be drawing close to the Lord and having time spent with him in solitude so that we're able to discern that voice because in the world that we're living Mm -hmm. in right now, those two voices, Mm. it is so easy to get them mixed up. So. What else? Cassie and Aaron, do you guys have anything else you want to add before we finish up today? Yeah, um, if I could, you know, sort of round us all together and and top this off with one thing, it would be praying. Mm -hmm. How important that piece really is. 
And it took me a while to truly grasp praying. And I'm not just talking about praying individually, like myself praying. Because I was doing that, but praying as a couple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Together. Um, I was good at bringing it up and saying and saying it right um but not getting real intentional and that goes back to the to uh to the beginning um and honoring my wife right and and being you know the man and the leader of the house mm-hmm. um I put that all on, on me because I carry that right um so when I st- when we when you start Putting time aside for you and your spouse to have legit, just intentional prayer time. Mm-hmm. Um, it just—I I don't know if I can really explain it. Like, it just does something to you. Because mm-hmm. for one, you know, God brought us together, mm. and it's so. Why? Why wouldn't we? be coming together and praying Mm -hmm. to our father it's like the highest form of like intimacy almost in your marriage i feel like it is just yeah but the enemy again the enemy hates it you know he doesn't want us to pray together and it's so easy to pray for your spouse and you're like yeah i pray for my kids i pray for my spouse i pray but like are you praying with them like actually out loud like together i think that was just an area that god was like calling us to well the enemy and that's where the enemy you know would play in my head like uh you can't you can't do that you're not man enough Mm -hmm. to stand up to say let's stop this show or honey let's our busy schedule how are we gonna pray how are we gonna how how are you gonna find time you know the enemy would whisper this stuff in my head Mm -hmm. and i would have the thought right i'd have the right intention to be like i want to do it though mm. but i would just the days would go and the days would go yep. and we would keep bringing it up right yep. and then i'm like yeah i know i know i want to do it intentions only get you so far right yeah. it's like the actions it's like okay yeah. at some point god's like okay i put the, it on your heart now act now exactly. move yep right don't just be a hearer of the word be a doer yes. yep yeah and then so once once you do it and put it to practice then it becomes a habit. Yeah. Right? Exactly. And yeah. that's what it's been like. Yeah. Like, really. And this is, like, as of, of lately, really. Yeah. I mean. Really. And you know, we've been area. married for just over five years. Yeah. And this is something years, I've, been, yeah. I've been battling for, I don't know. Yeah. It's something we've always talked about, you mm-hmm. know. And it's like, I felt like I had a great prayer life. I'm sure Aaron felt like he had a great prayer life. We pray with the kids at bedtime. We pray at every meal. Whether we're at home or at a restaurant, like we Mm -hmm. pray, right? So I think in our minds, we're like, we're good, you know? Well, God's always going to call you to a a deeper, you know, like, yeah, you might already do this, but like, how could you be doing it more? Or like you said, like not being busy. I think that's such a tool from the enemy. It's Mm -hmm. like, well, what could you cut out if you're so busy? Well, then maybe you need to look at your calendar, look at the schedule and turn the TV off the last 20 minutes before bed and just pray together, you know? So like he said, once you start, once we started doing it, it was like, oh my gosh, you know, like we've been wasting so much time. Right. It's yeah. 
you're missing out on so much when you're not taking your each other to the Lord, mm-hmm. right? All, what can come from having that direct contact yep. to our Father yep. and praying for our marriage and for yep. our, you know, for our kids, mm-hmm. bringing everything to the table. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That triangle. That's right. right. Yep. Yeah. That's so good. good. Well, I'm praying for your tribe too. Yeah. You know? Like because we are doing so life so like so close. Yes. Yep. No, you guys know you know the areas where where we struggle mm-hmm. and vice yep. versa, and just taking that to the Lord. You know, like standing in the gap, basically. Yes. Like I just think there's a lot of power in yeah. that. Absolutely. That's good. One other yep. thing that I can add to pop in my head is communication mm-hmm. communication is, is very key um another area i struggle with um and i've been picking up on that you know that's goes back to the lens right i jump in the pink lens of my wife and i know she, that that's key to her mm-hmm. she wants that communication right yeah and sometimes I'd be like, ah, should I say this? Is it really that important? Um, I don't think it's a problem to really be an over-communicator. I agree. And that's yes. the way I've been taking it. And I think mm-hmm. there's been a lot yeah. that's come from that. Um, oh, yeah. Just because when you communicate with your wife, is for one, there's honesty mm-hmm. that you're building up. There's trust that's mm-hmm. being built up. Mm-hmm. And then... Amongst that, just the opening up of different conversations. Yeah. Right? And then now you're having conversations, meaningful conversations, silly conversations, whatever it is. Yeah. And and it's unity, and now we're uniting. Yeah. And it's... Yeah. The over-communication. Like... Uh, Yes. And, like, I feel like this goes hand-in-hand, the expectations. Like, uncommunicated expectations will literally destroy your marriage like Aaron is not a mind reader he does not know what I'm thinking I Uh have to be able to tell him I need this from you I am feeling unloving you know this would make me feel loved Mm -hmm. I have to again that goes back to just letting the wall down and being vulnerable this is your spouse this is the person you're married to Mm -hmm. right and so um don't set expectations unless you're actually communicating them and you have some sort of an agreement. Right. And that goes back to the marriage conference, things we learned in that. Um, another thing I would add is this, is another study we did in our couples group, but know your spouse's love language. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that this also goes back to the constantly evolving and that we're constantly changing. Your spouse's love language might not be the same as it was five years ago. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So yep. maybe do the test again. I'm sure it's, you know, online or if you have the book whatever it is um it's such an easy way to just pour into your spouse like knowing that you know his love language is okay so i know how i'm going to love him respect him how i'm going to fill his cup also you can't pour from an empty cup so Mm -hmm. again being complete in christ um and pouring into your spouse it is Christ, number one, you know, your spouse and your family. So mm-hmm. just keeping that order um, intact that God intended um, is super important. Yeah. And my final, final thought is be super careful uh, who you're letting speak into your marriage. Yeah. 
Mm. Um, mm. which kind of ties into who you're telling, uh, you know, who you're speaking to about your marriage, but also who you're letting speak into your yeah. marriage. Um, not everybody has godly advice, yeah. you know? Um, and a lot of people give really bad worldly advice for marriages. Mm -hmm. And, um, again, this goes with discernment, you know, and just being really careful, um, what is entering into your marriage. Yeah. yeah. That's powerful. That's well, it's like we have the opportunity. We have such little control, but we do get to say who has a seat at the table. Yep. You know? And right. so yeah. like for us, it's okay. We're careful about that. Yep. Listen, we can only seat six people at our table, honey. <laughs> we don't have the big farmhouse table, right? So right. we're sending the kids in the fireplace room and we're like, Hey, let's get yeah. the Vogels over <laughs> yeah. here. You know? <laughs> all right. We got four seats taken, <laughs> but in all seriousness, like we do get to choose, you know, as kids, we got to experience what our parents chose to do in that way and who yeah. they allowed to have a seat at the table. Um, and now as parents, we get to do that for our kids and in our marriages. And I just, I think there's a lot of power in that. And yeah. okay. So I told you guys today it was going to be powerful. The Vogels, literally our favorite people, <laughs> um, just the foundation that has been laid like both separately in Aaron and Cassia's lives. And then collectively as a married couple is powerful. I mean, they seek to serve the Lord and one another. They are not perfect, y'all. That's not what we're here saying today. Like there will always be challenges. Cassia said it. If you're not in a current season of like a challenge or a valley, it is coming, y'all. We're not trying to scare you. We're just saying that's the reality of it. And then it's how we respond to those challenges, right? That's what equips us to be used for the kingdom. And that's exactly what these friends are doing. I just don't want y'all to miss this part. Their foundation and the way that they communicate and resolve conflict and seek the other person's highest good, they love each other, they surround themselves with a loving tribe. Like, these are what will lay a foundation for their kids to pick up that baton and then do the same thing when they're old enough. And I'm telling you, I already see it in their oldest daughter and the way that she prays and she serves the Lord. It's a seed that has been planted that is being watered and nurtured by Cassia and Aaron and will bear good fruit for Mm. many years to come. Shout out to Alana. Mm. (laughs) Amen. And Cassie and Erin, thank you so much for taking the time to be here today. I love every opportunity to be with y'all, and I'm grateful for your story. Your friendship is one of God's greatest blessings for our family, and I know the best is yet to come. Mm. It's our pleasure. Yep. We love you guys so much. And God definitely knew what he was doing, you know, when he placed you guys in our lives. And like I said, it's not a coincidence that a lot of the things that um, we've been through are like mirrors, you know. It's like, wow. Okay, God, I see you. So we're so happy to be here and do this. And we love you guys. Mm, We love you guys, too. Let's make heaven crowded. I'm praying for y'all and I'll see you next week.